Ladies and gentlemen, we are living in an unprecedented, unprecedented, unprecedented time where your individual liberties are being handed over in the name of a government safety net or for the common good. You're tired of being told what you're allowed to say, how to live your life, or how to raise your kids. And so are we. We are the Break the Bell Podcast, and we believe your voice is your most powerful weapon. Join us weekly as we invade your ear holes with all the insanity that's going on in the world and expose the corrupt system that is hell-bent on keeping the power from you. You can check out Break the Bell every Monday night, streaming live on YouTube, or listen wherever you can find podcasts. Check out Break the Bell, and most importantly, never stop talking. This episode will be completely taken out of context. Welcome to the Fact Check This Podcast. All right, Fact Check This Podcast. And today I'm going to talk about my least favorite topic to talk about. And I know I try to not talk about it as much as I possibly can, but sometimes you just kind of have to. And I do want to say one of my favorite things with having a Democrat in office and a Democrat-controlled House and Senate is that the media tends to become a little more honest, whether you see it outright or not. If you you go looking, you can find a whole lot of honesty being spouted out out there in the ether. Uh, And this one that I'm going to go into today. I'm not going to cover the main article a whole, whole bunch. I'd like to touch on some other parts of it, but to kick it off, the forever virus, what science says about the future of COVID. And this is a really interesting article from Newsweek. I'll include a link to it in the show notes. Uh, uh, (laughs) the, The graphic for the for the article is really fantastic. It, for those who only listen to the audio of this, it's got the it's got a person holding the sleeve up with the uh, bandages on the arm. Say out for the for the jab, alpha, beta, gamma, delta, omicron? Question uh, mark. It's really, really kind of <laughs> really kind of out there as far as like this is stuff that we we would share and talk about not not Newsweek and like mainstream media. Uh, so they talk about Omicron and the current wave that's washing over the U.S. They expect that the that the Omicron wave peaked this past week, uh, which they've been talking about that for a couple of weeks, that they expected it, excuse me, that they expected it to to peak around mid-January. Uh, and they're, they're using this based on patterns from South Africa and the United Kingdom and the way that those have peaked, and then after they hit their peak, they go into a really sharp decline. Uh, so we're looking at probably within the next two to three weeks, Omicron will effectively be over, um, just based on models and looking at how the rest of the world has gone. Uh, so one of the things that they that they talk about in this is how Omicron is actually ninety to ninety ninety to ninety six percent uh lower fatality rate than delta. So we're taking a virus that had a overall 99% survival rate or 98.6% whatever it was. <laughs> and this one, this strain is 90 to 90%, 90 to 96% less 
fatal than that one. Like we're we are getting into like zero point zero zero decimal points on on some of this stuff. Like it's kind of kind of crazy. So the article goes on and they talk about the evolution of viruses and and the overall expectation is that this will settle into something uh, more like one of the infectious diseases we already live with, such as uh, influenza or RSV, and they throw HIV in there. I wasn't aware that that was something that I guess they're, uh, they have to normalize the living with HIV thing since we've had to uh, normalize gay culture over the last five to 10 years. So thanks for that. Uh, HIV just gets to be a normal thing now, not, not something that's uh, considered bad for particular people. I don't know. That's that was kind of kind of odd to me. Um, so they go on and, like I said, I'm not going to go into a lot of detail with this article. It is a very good article. They they do talk about how Omicron has been equally uh, transmissible for vaccinated or unvaccinated. That that hasn't really shown any. Uh, particular help being vaccinated with this particular strain. They also do take some time to talk of them. They make sure that they throw in that vaccination has a very slight risk while actual infection has a very high risk. Not that either of those has actually been proven. They, they do take some time to consult a couple of scientists or doctors who say that uh, that it's hard to assume that this is going to become endemic just because of Omicron, because it's only one of the, it's only one variant, and we haven't had enough variants to know this for a fact, but we only have one vaccine, and it's been consistently proving less and less effective, but we're not allowed to question that, so it's kind of a little bit of a... <clears throat> Hypocrisy. I, I like reading these articles because they do. Here's the uh, vaccination in terms of the tiny risk to themselves, if it's worth the much larger risk of contracting the disease. Uh, on a personal note, my son was tested positive earlier in the week, and everyone else in the house, both our house and his mother's house, has been tested, and nobody else is positive. Really weird how we could all be in such close proximity to somebody who has the most deadly and uh, and transmissible disease on the planet. And yet out of the total of uh, seven of us, only one got it. And his, the entirety of his symptoms were, are a cough that he's had for two weeks. Um, and that's another thing that it talked about early in the article was the, the symptoms and the, 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 like, I think up, up to 90% of the people who tested positive for Omicron never had symptoms at all and didn't even know that they had the disease if they hadn't been tested. Like, if you have no symptoms and you don't know that you have it unless you get a test to tell you that you have it, you're not sick. You don't have anything. You're perfectly fine. You should go on with life as is. Like, There's no reason to shut down your entire world because of something that you're not that doesn't even make you sick. If it doesn't even make you sick, then you're not sick. You don't have anything. That's craziest thing about this whole thing is that we have to get tested to find out if we're sick. 
Like, if you have to get tested to find out if you're sick, you are not fucking sick. Period. That's just insane. So then we get to move on to this article, which is really interesting. The CD says, CDC says natural immunity outperformed vaccines against the Delta strain. And this is from the same day, January 19th. Uh, natural immunity from prior infection granted stronger levels of protection against the Delta variant of COVID-19 than vaccination alone for centers, the Center for Disease Control and Prevention said in a study released Wednesday. Uh, before Delta became the dominant, individuals who had natural immunity were experiencing higher case rates than individuals who were only vaccinated, the study found. But after Delta took hold, those with natural immunity caught COVID less frequency or less frequently than those who were vaccinated. Wait a second. Wait a second. Now, I was told that this was a pandemic of the unvaccinated and that the vaccine protected you against Delta and that breakthrough cases were rare and few and far between if you were vaccinated and for Delta. So what you're telling me is that you actually found the people who had previously had it, were much less likely to get it than people who got vaccinated. So what you're telling me is that these breakthrough cases in the vaccinated aren't all that rare and infrequent? That's that's kind of what I read. And again, I'll for anybody who wants to dig deeper into this and really take some time to look at it, I'll, I'll have this link in the show notes as well so you can have at it. It's it's all there. Uh, what's really something that was really funny about this was when I was looking at that particular article and kind of reading up on the the natural immunity versus the vaccine with the Delta strain. I also came across another article from uh, from the same site, uh, which says this one's on the Daily Caller, their health side. Uh, I can't. I found another one that. <laughs> That talked about how the uh, on I think it was even on the same day that this report came out, the CDC director was also saying that here it is. Oh, t- two days later, so not the same day, but pretty pretty damn close. The CDC director is saying that you're going to need to be boosted in order to be considered uh, <laughs> vaccinated. Uh, we've been saying this. We've been saying this. Called it. We called it. We said, before long, if you don't have your booster, you will not be considered fully vaccinated. And we were written off as fucking conspiracy theorists that didn't know what we were talking about, and that that would never happen, that they wouldn't do that. And here it is. CDC director dumbass herself. The CDC uh, director, Rochelle Walensky, said Friday that Americans will need to get a booster shot of COVID-19 vaccine to be considered up to date on vaccination. And I think I talked about this before. I can't remember if I talked about it on this show or with uh, Johnny on Peddling Fiction or on the morning show. But they're, they're, changing, they're, they're changing their terminology. They're calling it up to date instead of uh, boosted or whatever. They... They want you to be up to date. But if you're not up to date, then you're not going to be considered fully vaccinated. That's that's the way this is going to go. Uh, so 
be prepared. If you've already decided that you're cool with getting vaccinated once, twice, it's going to be three, four, five, until they finally decide that it ends. It's just going to continue. So maybe, maybe, just maybe, they'll take a playbook from Boris Johnson and England. And uh, so this is from Not the Bee, not to be confused with the Babylon Bee. Not the Bee is actually, <laughs> Not the Bee is funny in its own way because it's <laughs> typically they cover news stories that are actually true but are so outrageous that you can't believe that it's not something, not a headline from the Babylon Bee. Um, so this one. Let's see. Oh, that's the wrong video. Anyway, this one, British Prime Minister Boris Johnson just announced an end to all government mask mandates in England and then some. And um, so actually, what good old Boris ended up there, if I read it correctly, they're not going to be putting an end to the mask mandates, uh, but they will be putting an end to the vaccine passports. Uh, so the conservatives in England are finally realizing what some of us in the United States have been saying for a year, that these measures do not matter and they are not stopping the spread of COVID. Uh, let's see. Let's see, maybe he does say it. We can return to plan A in England and allow plan B regulations to expire. As a result, from the start of Thursday next week, mandatory certification will end. Organizations can, of course, choose to use the NHS COVID pass voluntarily, but we will end the compulsory use of COVID status certification in England. From now on, the government is no longer asking people to work from home. And people should now speak to their employers about arrangements for returning to the office. And having looked at the data carefully, the cabinet concluded the once regulations lapse, the gu- No! Buffer. Buffer, damn you. I love their... Uh- government will no longer mandate the wearing of face masks anywhere. <laughs> Mrs. Speaker. Mrs. <laughs> Speaker. Mr. Speaker, from, from tomorrow, from tomorrow, we will no longer require face masks in classrooms and the Department, and the Department for Education will shortly remove national guidance uh, on their use in communal areas. In the country at large, we will continue to suggest the use of face coverings in enclosed or crowded spaces, particularly when you come into contact with people you don't normally meet, but we will trust the judgment of the British people. See, they're finally getting into a raucous applause. The early ones was just hey, sounded real dead. Now they're now they're finally starting to get excited. You know how they are. The uh, the British take a little bit of getting worked up to it, I guess. Come on, we've only got twenty seconds left in the video. Why? Don't go criminalize anyone who chooses not to wear one. The government will also ease restrictions further on visits to care homes. And my right honourable friend, the Secretary of State, 
for health and social care. We'll set out plans in the coming days. Mr. Speaker, as we return to Plan A, the House will know that some measures still remain, including those on self-isolation. So, good news coming out of England. Maybe, just maybe, the uh, United States and Joe Biden and all the rest will uh, take some time to look at that and think about it and say, hey, maybe... uh, Maybe no more COVID passports and government-mandated government mandated working from home. No more masks on children or mask mandates everywhere. Uh, making the country free again. Maybe we should take a page from our uh, former oppressors and try to promote a little freedom here at home ourselves. Just a thought, just an idea. But then at the same time, we do have some of these reports that are coming out. Uh, which I have questions about this in particular. We're looking at a Washington Post article, Omicron surge uh, leads to record number of people out sick, exacerbating labor labor shortage woes. Uh, Workers are out sick in record numbers, exacerbating labor shortage woes. Nearly nine people miss work in late December and early January as the Omicron variant bit into the labor market. See, one of the interesting things, I'm not going into this article at all. Um, like I said, it'll be it'll be linked. You can look at it if you want to. Same for uh, this one right here. Another one from Market Watch that says uh, 14 million Americans stopped working because they because they had COVID-19 or they were caring for someone with the virus. Uh, Again, I'm not going into either of the these articles or the details. The articles will be linked in the show notes. You can look at them yourselves if you want to. When looking at the CDC statistics where they talk about how up to 90% of people who had Omicron were asymptomatic or had no, had no symptoms, were not actually sick, that they only knew because they were getting tested. And just from personal experience with work and and what we've had going on, Of this 9 to 14 million Americans, whichever number you want to look at and go with, I'm sure that the actual number falls somewhere in between. Um, Of this 9 to 14 million Americans who were not working because of COVID, how many of them were not working because, not because they were sick, but because they had a test and they were told they weren't allowed to work? How many of them weren't working because somebody else who wasn't sick had a test? And then because they were considered a close proximity to the person who had a test, they also got sent home from work. It's We've seen it happen multiple times at my job where people will, somebody will test positive, sick or not, test positive. And then three other people get sent home for the duration of that quarantine time as well because they were considered a close proximity to the person who tested positive whether the person who tested positive or was sick or not whether the people who were in close proximity test positive or not or get sick or not everybody gets quarantined see this is the fucking ridiculousness of what we're dealing with right now because if this were the common cold or the flu which effectively it is we would handle it as such 
if you were around somebody who got sick, you're going to Lysol down your work area and you're going to keep working until you actually get sick yourself. If the person who tested positive isn't actually sick, doesn't actually have any symptoms of any sort, isn't running a fever, nothing's actually legitimately wrong with this person, they're not going to stop working just because they had a positive test for something that they're not actually sick with. We live in a fucking insane world that we don't go based on logic or reason or, you know, we've we've thrown good sense out the window and now we're just running with whatever this dumb bullshit is and hoping for the best, I guess. So, yeah, obviously we're going to have labor shortages because anywhere from 9 to 14 million people are being forced to not work. And if numbers are relatively accurate of that 9 to 14 million people, maybe 10% of those are actually sick and probably shouldn't have been going to work. Killing our economy over sniffles. That's the way to do it, baby. That'll be it for today. I will be back on Monday with another episode. I'm trying to remember what I was going to talk about for Monday. I got it. I got some stuff saved anyway. Um, hope everybody has a good rest of your day. Hope you have a good rest of your week. Be sure to check us out on the morning after. Uh, every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, me, Mark Metz, Clyde of the South, and Dag. And check me out on Peddling Fiction with Johnny as well. Uh, I can't remember when our next episode is coming out, but it'll be soon. Um, yeah, that's about all I got. Hope everybody has a good one. I uh, will catch you on Monday if I don't see you somewhere else before. Later. Later.